The question that filmmakers must ask themselves is, what distinguishes cinema from other arts? To me, cinema is unique in its dimension of time. This doesn't mean it develops in time. So do music, theater, and ballet. I mean time in the literal sense. What is a frame? The interval between action and cut. Film fixes reality in a sense of time. It's a way of conserving time. No other art form can fix and stop time like this. Film is a mosaic made up of time. Andre Tarkovsky, director. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some movies. Some movies that we like, maybe we haven't seen, but this is the Echo Podcast Summer of Movies. Yeah. We're just going to have some fun, but also talk about movies from kind of a Christian perspective, not Christian movies. Not necessarily Christian but films. But movies just from a perspective of, oh, this reminds me of something, or this, I, I might think about it a different way than the average person might. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast at the Movies. Where we're looking for truth in the noise. Movie noise. And popcorn. Brian. Hey, how are you? I'm doing very well. Yourself? I'm doing well. Your voice is sounding better. A little bit better, yeah. I think the more I use it, you know. It's good that in between episodes it could get so much better. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen any good movies lately? Well, I went to the theater to uh, watch a, a movie and I sat down in this theater chair and it was wet with oh. urine. Oh! Do you know no! something about what? that? No! <laughs> That's that. No, no, wait a minute. Hold on. You're being facetious. Listeners, oh, go gosh. back and listen to episode, I don't remember what it was, Oh, you, where that we was tell our most em embarrassing stories. For a second, I thought you were being serious. <laughs> for a second, I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful. Oh, you're making fun of me. I was. Sorry. Well, you're in for a treat today. <laughs> Enough with the potty humor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, do you have a few favorite movies? I do. Like all-time um, favorites? Yeah, absolutely. I have five favorite films. These are these have been and will continue to be my five favorite films ever. Period. So none of nothing could come along next year and knock one off the list. It's possible, but for me a favorite film is something that I've watched enough. Mm -hmm. Not just a one and done, but mm -hmm. something that I go back to and I can re-explore characters, themes and the craft and, and so on right. and so forth. So my my five favorite films. I'll start. With, I'll start with five. Well, hold on a second. Do you just want to go back and forth? Do you want to do like we'll both do our, our yeah. five? And we'll, then we'll go. go from we'll there. go back and forth, and we'll okay. just keep raising the ante. Let's let's do that. All right. Okay. I, I, I I see I see your Blade Runner, <laughs> and I raise you Indiana Jones. <laughs> both of which started Harrison Ford. Anyway, um, okay. Here we go. So my my fifth favorite film of all time is a Japanese film by director Akira Kurosawa, called Ikiru. Um, which means to live. Yes. The, and all it is, it's about a guy who finds out he has stomach cancer, and it's what uh, mortality does to his psyche and to his mind. And he's an older guy who's been working a job, but then all of a sudden it's like, hey, um, how will he live 
with death right there, mm. you know, kind of thing. So I, I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's well done. Spoiler, he dies. Oh. Sorry. Um, should we say that? There's a lot of spoilers in this, so. I, I think it would be safe to say that we will spoil every film we talk about. Because I don't know it, how yeah. else we can talk about them. I, 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 I agree. Anyway, long story short, the last 20 minutes of the film are people talking about him after his death at a, at a dinner meeting. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. How do you spell it? Um, I-K-U... You, no, you just... <laughs> darn it. Uh, hold have... on. I- Ikiru. I-K-I-R-U. Ikiru. I got it. There you go. Yeah. I got ding, it. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. All right, you, number five. Um, and I don't even know that these are rated one to five. But they are. This is your five. number five favorite oh, film of all time. That's how this goes. Slumdog Millionaire. It's a good one. I love that movie. Why? I've watched it probably uh, a dozen or more times. There's something about the main character's hope of Mm. finding his love, and he never gives up on it through all of life's ups and downs. And, of course, the whole movie is told through kind of a game show. He's Every answer kind of relives one of their past memories. But I also enjoyed... Uh, the look at a different culture and especially the really kind of underbelly of another culture yeah. uh, and all the things that, that he did. But he's he never gives up hope of finding his love and that's just kind of powerful. And there is one other emotional tie I have. We we I made a little home movie when we ad- adopted our daughter and were able to bring her home and I happened to use the music from this movie maybe without permission. Maybe. And uh, anyway, so when I watch the movie, I'm almost an emotional wreck the entire time. Every time <laughs> this main music kind of comes up, it, the music plays every time he sees her throughout oh, the movie. okay, there you go. And so every time he sees her, I go back to this adoption moment where I'm really emotional. So it's not even fair. No. This mo- it's just I'm, a, I'm an emotional wreck when I watch it. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. So it does have a great soundtrack, though. The it kids really love does. to listen to the soundtrack in the car when we're on It a was road a trip. surprise success when it originally came out. Yeah, yeah. Cause, Lots of Oscars. Yeah, because it was Bollywood produced, wasn't it? Yeah, Bollywood yeah. produced. Even though it was directed by Danny Boyle, the guy who did like 28 Days Later and Train Spotting. <laughs> You're like, this guy? Okay, next one for you. Number four Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, it's an animated film based off of a book. Uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa, not Akira Kurosawa, sorry, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. who did My Neighbor Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service and Spirited Away. I love this story. It's about a girl named Sophie um, who is cursed by a witch and is turned from a homely, simple, unattractive girl into a very old woman. Oh. And she leaves and engages with Howell, who is a wizard, and his moving castle and all their adventures. And there's a little bit of time travel. And it's really about how do you see yourself okay. and what affects how you see yourself as a person and an individual. And it's all told from Sophie's perspective. It is a beautifully animated film, beautifully um, scored by Joe Hisashi. It's, it's a masterpiece. I, I can just pop it in and just watch it, and it's wonderful. All right. Number four for you. I tried to talk myself out of it, and I could not. Oh, I no. just had to be honor- honest with the audience. Okay. Waiting for Guffman. Really? I Because if I watch it, I chuckle the entire movie. Oh, it's one of those films. I never stop chuckling. <laughs> and then I, sometimes I go from chuckle to laugh really, really, really hard, and then just back into kind of a low chuckle. And it, 
it doesn't matter how many times I watch it, it the same thing happens every time. And so if you haven't seen it, it's kind of a, a real small town, Missouri, is planning their bicentennial, and there's a little debate about whether that's every 100 years or 200 years. <laughs> anyway, they're planning this big celebration, and it's just silly. But they kind of do it, uh, what, what's the word for it? Kind of like The Office, where they... Oh, they, it's like a mockumentary. Mockumentary, yes. And uh, they, the same people who've done several different movies... Um, uh, Best in Show was probably the one that was they were most known for, but okay. same same cast that does it. But they're they're just ridiculous, and the star is named Corky, and <laughs> oh, he's come from New York, quite celebrated. <laughs> Maybe that isn't all true about his backstory, <laughs> but it's just hysterical, and I don't know that I can explain it to you. Other there's several lines and scenes in it that I quote. All the time on a, on a regular and, basis. Yeah, but the but the whole movie is they're gonna make a town, um, kind of a, a show, uh, a musical that honors the town, and so the whole movie <laughs> is them getting the show together, and at the very end, the show is shown, and they're hoping that Mr. Guffman comes because Mr. Guffman's from Broadway, and they think that if they're really good, they might have a chance at Broadway. So, anyway, I won't spoil how that goes, but. Uh, the rest of it, I kind of did. So yeah, yeah, but but still a good film. All right, number three for me. I'm cheating. I'm actually doing a trilogy of films that m- tell one massive story. Yes, you we know what cheating. it is. Oh, you, you and you know what it is too. I try to I try to reference it at least once in every. Let season. me let me guess Go by Go asking if you put them all together, is it about thirteen hours? The extended cuts, yes, <laughs> which is the only way to watch them. That is the Lord of the Rings, y'all. Yes, yes. It is. I I don't know of another film that is trilogy that is so universally praised all the parts just work together build upon yeah. each other from the music and the acting to the themes to my emotional connection to them I I, I, I cannot promote these films enough it is mm-hmm. I think it is filmmaking with all of the components at its best from CGI to practical effects to costuming makeup matte paintings it's oh, yeah. Ah, oh, it's amazing. I just play and I'm gone. Yeah. 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 So for for my for my thirtieth birthday, um, my wife and I just watched all of them, and she made me all of the Hobbit meals. Oh. It was. That is, it was. Del- that's love. That's adorable. Yes, it was. Yeah. We just moved the mattress into the den and popped it on the big yeah. screen and just ate and lounged. Ah. Man. It's never gonna happen again. So it was really cool that it happened <laughs> once. And my wife's statements to me. I'm not spending this much on you again, which is fair. Mm. That's fair. So mm-hmm. what about you, number three? Uh, remember the Titans. And again, it's just a, and it, it barely bumps out Hoosiers. It was between those two. But both of them actually make me a little emotional. I like them that much. But remember the Titans just has an element that Hoosiers does not have um, in kind of the real life uh, desegregation of a yeah. school. And so that's why I kind of gave it the nod. But both of those movies, I was going to just almost, in my mind, they're almost the same kind of genre. Yeah. And just because I'm a sports person and yeah. such a good sports movie. so I'm always surprised yeah. that Denzel Washington wasn't nominated for Best Actor. Because his performance in that film, I think, is actually just one of the best. I think it's yeah. better than Gene, than Gene Hackman in Hoosiers, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Yeah, although Dennis Hopper beats everybody, his role of the <sighs> drunken yeah. assistant coach yeah. is yeah. really amazing. 
my wife and I do like to quote something from Remember the Titans a lot to each other, and we do it in a funny way. We never do it in a serious way. But if if I'm like, hey, when you're cooking, have you thought about doing this? Or when I'm out of line in suggesting something that right. I don't know, then she'll give me one of the great lines that is used back and forth in the movie of, why don't you just worry about your offense, coach? <laughs> because the two coaches both say that one does offense, yeah. one does defense, and they both say that to each other. So we like to say that to each other a lot. See, I, I like that. The application of movie quotes in everyday life. <laughs> yes. I yes. think that's good. So speaking of which, that leads me to my number two film. And this is probably one of the most quoted films of all time, Ooh. but not because of the film. Oh. Because of the play that the film is based off of. And that is Hamlet. Oh. Kenneth Branagh directed and starred in Hamlet with a massive cast. He uh, he he modernized it for the time. He he updated it, adapted the screenplay. He only dropped two lines of dialogue. It's four hours long with an intermission. Filmed on Gloria seventy-five millimeter print. It is the single best adaptation I've ever seen of any material. Mm. It is astounding. It is engrossing. It, I remember watching that for the first time and going, oh, that's Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. uh, Hamlet also has a soft place in, in my heart just because of the themes that it tackles of God and man, uh, God's sovereignty, man's free will, mm -hmm. um, what happens with revenge. It's one of the most psychologically interesting characters found in Hamlet. And I think Branagh does a fantastic job of mm -hmm. making it feel um, epic, which yeah. I think Hamlet should be. Um, yeah, so one of the most quoted films. Okay. That's it, actually one of the most quoted plays, but I'm cheating. So Yeah. Number two for you, what is it? The Bourne Trilogy. My but wife and I just watched those a couple there's weeks actually, ago. There's actually, I really like the first four. They're the fourth one is without Matt Damon. And Legacy. I really like that one too. Yes, Legacy. And then oh, is Damon, that the Jeremy Renner? Yes. Okay. And then Damon comes back for the fifth one, and I did not like that one. But I love the first four, and the first three are especially kind of tight together. Yeah and just really work. I think the very first moments of the very first one is just so engrossing. You're just all in. Because yeah. the very first scene is him floating in the water. Yep. And uh, I watched the first film before I had read the books. And so I was just like, what is going on? And I was just, I was just kind of enamored. And it's just kind of a fun movie where um, it, it's enjoyable to watch a number of times. And there's a little twist and turns. Uh, They're it, never so. boring. Yeah. Never yeah. gets old. Yeah. Do you have a favorite of the trilogy, or is it, or is Identity your favorite? Actually, probably the third one. Ultimatum. I thought the first three they kept getting better. I think uh, you're so. right. Um, I, although I think Supremacy, Supremacy is my least favorite. Mm -hmm. And by least favorite, I mean it's still really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um, d d so. The opening of Identity, he's in the water. Yeah. You notice at the end of Ultimatum, that's where he ends up. Yes. Yeah. I, l little things like that. You're like, ah, oh, this just. And and then spoilers, uh, in Ultimatum or uh, Supremacy, that's where his girl dies yep. in the water. Yeah. Just all yep. these little moments, and I I, I, I like that. I, I like I like mm -hmm. when a film carries that kind yes. of throughout. Not as good as Lord of the Rings. Yes. But still really good. Other uh, spoiler book spoiler, she doesn't die. What? I haven't read the books. So I didn't know that. <laughs> I was re I I saw the movies and then I read the books and then I was like, "Wait, she's alive?" <laughs> and she is. There you she go. She makes it into older age. So There you go. But uh but it, you just can't the the books get so complicated 
they just were like, well, we got to figure out how to do the movies and we yeah, can't how do the you same do line. That? So it's fine. All right. Number one favorite film all time. Here we go. Stalker by Andrei Tarkovsky. It is actually a Russian film about a guy named Stalker who takes these two other guys into a Chernobyl-like area to go to a room that can grant whatever wish they want. Mm. Just one. Mm. It deals with the questions of should man be able to have this godlike power? Mm-hmm. Also, how do you know what you wish for is what you should wish for? What if you wish for the wrong thing when you think it's the right thing but you don't realize the consequences? Yeah. It's deeply philosophical gorgeously shot uh, Tarkovsky only made a dozen or so films and each of them are masterpieces until he ultimately died from making this film because of radiation poisoning at the locations that they went to oh my oh all kinds of fun wow it is haunting it's terrifying and it's beautiful it, it, it is a film that works on so many different levels um, it, it is a film that I, I go back to frequently whenever I'm looking for inspiration or I, I need to just intellectually engage in something because to me it's a visual poetry, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the best things that I can compliment a film on is that it's visual poetry, it's philosophy. And he's also the guy who we quoted at the very beginning. Um, brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant film. My favorite film of all time. Watch it with subtitles because it's in Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Pastor Brian Jennings, your favorite film of all time. My favorite film. Is... Uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I love that movie. The original or the Ben no, Stiller remake? The Ben Stiller remake. Nice. Yeah. Really. Uh, and and again, I when we did this, I, I don't really have a one through five. I would sure. throw all of these into the same basket. Right. Uh, but I love this film for a few reasons. I I think that you could freeze frame almost any shot in the whole movie and make a poster, and it would be awesome. Every frame of painting. Yeah, it, it yeah. really is amazing just how you can just like pause the movie and be like, oh, there's a painting. I'd hang that on my wall. Um, and so the the storyline is good and keeps you kind of guessing and I it's agree. fun. But there's also just this thought of uh, can my dreams be true? Mm-hmm. And and there's so many people who do probably, you know, who we live lives sometimes that aren't really chasing reality, but it's just fantasy. Mm. fantasy land and like what if what if your life was worth enough what if you had dreams that were big enough that were worth like your concentration and your focus and you didn't just try to escape to fantasy world the whole time it has a great soundtrack has some super fun moments and some kind of frightening moments kind of all wrapped together and a, and a really good cast I, I, I agree with you. Um, it did not get great reviews when it originally came out, and I remember really liking the film. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really good. It's funny when that happens. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, everyone's like, oh, it's not that good. And then you're like, but I love it. Like, yeah. It almost makes work? you want to not tell anybody. Exactly. <laughs> so now you can all make fun of Pastor Brian for liking. Yeah, make fun of me. Yeah. So why all this talk about film? I, I love film. For the longest time, I thought I was going to go into a film career, mm-hmm. um, acting and directing. But everyone seems to like and have strong opinions about movies yeah. and about what they mean. I'm convinced it's because God is a storyteller. And yeah. as we read scripture, it's a story. Even with the yeah. laws and the rules, God revealed himself through a story, through this massive narrative. And we even talk about this as Christians. We're now a part of God's great story. 
Um, and almost every good film follows the Bible story. Like things are good. Yep. Things get bad. Yep. A hero comes. Oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I remember I had an English teacher who said film follow or stories follow that exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but she had this black bow tie thing and and she held it up to her under her nose and she was like the villain and then she put it on her neck and she was like the hero and then she put it on her hair and she's like the the, the victim who needs to be saved and uh, she says all stories have a protagonist yeah. antagonist and the person who needs to be saved and sometimes they're all the same person and sometimes they're all different so for us mm-hmm. is humanity the villain or is it satan mm-hmm. for for christians or the satan sorry for those who are mm-hmm. into that I kind of think it's both. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're the ones who need to be saved, but we are not helping the situation. Not at all. (laughs) Not not at all. So we see that God has revealed his character, his nature, through story. And a lot of the Old Testament, um, especially the histories and and in the Torah, they don't explicitly say this is evil. They just kind of tell you the story, Mm -hmm. right? And there's not, oh, and here's the moral, and here's the lesson. It's... Here you go, and you chew on it, and you deal with it. Now you do read those in light of the Ten Commandments, and then ultimately in Christ's teaching in the Gospels. But once again, we're reading a story. Brian, how was your day? What happened? Mm-hmm. Hey, I hear you're going through a tough time. Tell me about it. We are storytellers. We communicate our emotions, our ideas, our thoughts, our struggles through stories, generally. Yeah. Um, counselors and psychologists, they will be like, hey, we're going to work through your timeline. Tell mm-hmm. me about your childhood and those kinds of things. So I, I, I think the reason that we gravitate towards stories is because it's really an effective way to figure out what we believe, who we are, what we like, what we enjoy, but then also what's wrong with the world. Yeah. You know, hey, man, what's wrong with the world? Boy, let me tell you. It's usually a story yeah. that comes and encapsulate that. So we wanted to take a summer series and basically just talk about films, um, not necessarily Christian films, as you mentioned, but films that we're going to be drawing from to discuss some biblical themes, maybe some theological stuff, or just films that just hit us just right with how they depicted certain things or what they addressed. Um, so those films are going to be Up, not, not in this order, but here's what we're going to talk We're going to talk about the Pixar film Up, Silence, Bruce Almighty, First Reformed, Slumdog Millionaire, Amazing Grace, uh, uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People, Book of Eli, and Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. That's a lot of films. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we get to all of we'll them. See. We'll see. Th- we'll try. That, that's the goal. And if the audience has something that they think that we should include, send me an email, and that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, just, May, maybe we uh, switch it up. Yeah. Just go to brianjenningsblog.com and click on the Echo Podcast. There's a way that you can email Taylor and me right from there and uh, maybe you've got a suggestion that's way better than ours and maybe you're just totally disappointed in our favorite films and you don't even like us anymore you know what I don't like me anymore after (laughs) hearing my favorite films that's not true I love me for loving my films (laughs) what about I'm surprised at your list actually yeah actually I think what the number one will eventually be is Ernest Goes to Normandy oh gosh (laughs) no (laughs) no okay there's there's no echoing back there's nothing oh goodness Uh, but we're gonna we'll we'll jump into it next Next week, and so uh, we hope that you guys will enjoy this with us. Yep, I'm Taylor, and I'm Brian, and this is the Echo Podcast at the Movies, where we are looking for truth and popcorn in the noise. <laughs> <laughs>